Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, he's back. He made it back. It's Sarge. I'm back from seeing the uh, silver football, which will bring glory and prosperity to my city. Our crops will be bountiful. Are women fertile? <laughs> and the mysterious L. Hola, my beautiful babies. Como estas? Como estas? Uh, Como estas? I'm trying my bestest. <laughs> now come over here and eat one of them hot dogs. <laughs> I don't know why we're at a backyard barbecue somewhere in the south, probably in Texas, but we are. Which is why in the background you can hear gunfire. <laughs> <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Our, our news, uh, our new cripplingly liberalified Texas, because I was just reading an article about how uh, Biden is uh, signing over the first lease for wind farms in the Gulf of Mexico. Nice. So uh, welcome to crippling socialism, Texas and Louisiana and all the rest of the Gulf states that now are going to have evil green energy powering their homes. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a tradition on the show, Mike Rains, no, and shut up. Uh, speak no further before you apologize to the people for your microphone. I apologize <laughs> to the people for my microphone. I apologize to them before I even posted the episode last week. I truly don't know what happened because, as people had pointed out, L and Haley sounded crystal clear, and I sounded like <laughs> a, I sounded like a, a parent from the Peanuts. It was just like L would make a witty joke, a witty, witty little jape, and then I'd be like, wop, 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 replying back to him. <laughs> I literally did a million mic checks like this past week and every time it sounded good so i don't know what happened there and i apologize profusely for it because that sucked bad audio quality is awful and bad and i know that well the most important part was they could hear my beautiful voice that's true (laughs) absolutely good and that's what we all know that's what people are here for they're just like hey we listen to this QAnon podcast not for the guy who actually knows about QAnon. no 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 for his weird dumb friend who can't stop talking about uh, pop culture references from at least <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, I believe it's that... topical ones. Uh, my beautiful babies, I did you a service this week by getting my Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania discussion out with the boys before we started recording, recording so as to not spoil anything for any of you. So. <laughs> there will be no did. spoilers for that, uh, although I did talk about it at length before the show. Uh, so who says I can't be a topical nerd? Uh, put him out and I'll scrap with him I'll, I'll scrap with him Queensberry rules <laughs> that's a reference from like a hundred years ago yeah Incredible. that guy's still around oh I I god Professor Elemental and uh gentleman and the gentleman rapper those those oh, I, I, I was I was referencing the actual rules Queen's uh, rules. Yeah, just but, actual but, but yes. boxing. Yes. The actual <laughs> actual actually referencing old timey boxing. Yes. And not that uh what was the name of that style of music? What was it? It was Chap Hop. Chap Hop, that was it, yes. Chap Hop. Uh, of all yes. the people to have forgotten. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have I become? Um, yeah, like, no, I wasn't referencing that obscure genre of nerd hip hop. I was re- I was referencing vintage boxing. Yes, because <laughs> we all know that I'm such a prolific sports history nerd. Yeah, so, I, I actually saw a video about why old timey boxers had that weird stance of like one arm way out, the other arm tight to their chest, and it was basically because bare knuckle boxing you just punch the ribs all the time because if you actually punch someone in the face you just break your hand and that would really hurt. So like that was basically just gauge your distance with the other hand and guard your ribs with, the, with your other arm and then huh. eventually strike and hit the other guy in the ribs repeatedly because that's the only part of the body you'd actually want to place your fist into if I runner two taught me anything is that you would duck under that outstretched arm and then do like a big meaty uh tiger uppercut <laughs> or, or or sure you can up into their chest leaving them with a scar if you wanted to be on the opposite end of that of that coin is yes. that is that still the canon uh, as far as I know, but who cares and knows? <laughs> I'm assuming the same people that care know, but uh, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I just remember I one time I was talking about Street Fighter to a friend on my uh, cell phone. This is a million years ago. And someone leaned out their barracks window to correct me on the lore of Charlie V. Guile. Uh, <laughs> He was with the Air Force. And I was like, oh, thank you, stranger. <laughs> did, did, did you feel sufficiently educated when it went down? Yeah, it definitely was just like, that was that was helpful. It definitely matters what service Guile and Charlie were in. <laughs> I thought Charlie was like British military or something. In, in no, words- Charlie, Charlie was like, he was like Guile's bro. You know what? This is a terrible oh. thing. This is a stupid <laughs> thing for us to start talking about. <laughs> we, we start going down this rabbit hole. It will be Ant-Man shit out. It will be endless. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go out of my way to get the Ant Man shit out of my system just for us to start going down a Street Fighter two lore discussion thread. Oh, I was thinking of Cammy, not uh, Charlie. I don't even know who Charlie is. That that was that was the one thing I was going to just mention was like right before we started recording, uh, Sergeant mentioned that uh, the Marvel Snap crew decided to make Thanos more powerful because he's iconic. Whereas, like every time I watch like a major fighting tournament in Street Fighter, the final two characters are always people I've never heard of before. They're like, "Oh yeah, they came out in the last game, and they're broken as shit." <laughs> it's like, "Yo, Street Fighter, can you make it to like uh, Ryu or I don't know Blanca or somebody? I remember my childhood to be in the finals of these tournaments. Can Chun Li beat somebody's ass and win the world championship?" It's like, no. It's always these characters I've never seen before with moves I don't understand that are just crushing everybody. And it's just like Bob Smith, Bob Smith character has won Street Fighter 2 for this guy in, in the championship. And it's like, I, I can't, I'm not attached to this character at all. I don't know any of these characters. Like, what is going on with them? That's on you, man. That, that would be like yeah. me trying to watch some WWE and being confused at whatever jabroni is currently like the hot <laughs> shit. Except for what I saw on Twitter, it looks like The Undertaker's back, so maybe it's just the same fucking old man I knew from my childhood. <laughs> Another thing that we won't be talking about, because we have to start talking about QAnon, because that is our podcast point. We exist yes. to talk about QAnon, unfortunately, which does suck. <laughs> Lord Jesus in heaven, please transform me into a bird so I can fly far, far away into a better <laughs> podcast suited to my tastes. Allow me to become famous and popular, rich and successful, talking about dumb nerd shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which upon you, constellation that makes up Kevin Smith wearing cut off jean shorts and a hockey jersey, please. <laughs> but until then, it's time for us to roll into our amuse bouche. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the 
Amuse Bush. So what? <laughs> what's going on with MTG now? Uh, well, just just a little, just a little claiming that uh, maybe some states of the United States should become less united from other states. <laughs> uh, uh, Marjorie has proposed the national divorce previously, but now that she's back on this hobby horse of hers because she is just trying to burnish her national bona fides. Yeah. So that she can become Donald Trump's vice president. That's the that's the goal here. That's the dream. So in her effort to be on the news all the time so Donald Trump can see her on the TV and be like, hey, I like the cut of her jib. She should be my vice president. She has trotted out her national divorce uh, idea where the red states and the blue states need to just separate from each other so the decadent evil wokeness of the blue states can be kept far, far away from the traditional moral America values of the red states. Right. Uh, of course, this is like one of those things that's very ridiculous and dumb because a lot of states are like really close for who they voted for for president. So it's like, hey, Georgia, where Marjorie Taylor Greene lives and she thinks is a red state. Not so much. You're now part of Blue America, Marjorie. That's that's how this that's how your national divorce works out for you. You're part of the evil liberals now, Marjorie. That's that's how the that's what the payoff is. I also don't think she understands like history and like why the Civil War went down like it did and where shit is made. Like and where where the money is cuz New York and and California go uh to the liberal side and uh you know that's where the money is. Oh yeah, that that cash spigot to, to Louisiana and Alabama gets shut off right quick when you take away the the uh, New England, New York, uh, Illinois, California, all that good stuff. I mean, like Texas can try to prop you guys up for a while, but not really in the long run. Yeah, it, and and Florida is just where the old liberals go to become conservative and then die. So it's not like Florida is making mad bank for anybody right also now. Also, for the record, why would anyone assume that any of these red states would step up to help any of the other red states? That's part of the reason why they want to fucking turn yeah. into their own club. They, they're just like, they, they don't want to contribute to a bigger piece of the pie. They're just like, oh, fucking welfare people. And it's just like, well, a lot, you know. If you look at it like at a macro level, like you're the welfare people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just a- absolutely bananas to have somebody who's like an elected official just openly just being like, hey, how about we just sort of like stop being the United States? How about we de-unite some of these states real quick? How about we, just, <laughs> we just do the thing that they do in action movies where they very easily lift up like the one pen or whatever that keeps two trade cars separated. Have you ever seen that shit looks so easy in those movies? They're just like even when they even, even when they have to put their back into it, they just like give it, they're just like and then it just like pops loose and they're just like, I did it, I'm a hero. It's like Dude, that shit has to be harder than that. Fuck, I would hope it's harder than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we, everyone, QAnon is obsessed with these railway railway disasters that are happening nowadays, which is what we call America's crumbling infrastructure. And if, boy howdy, if QAnon ever wants to get uh, into Mike, it, don't forget exacerbated by domestic terrorism. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it took like a thousand millennia, but these like stupid, angry uh, white people have finally decided that they they can just use their guns and like homemade explosives to do domestic terrorism. But they're starting to come out of the work. Like they're coming out of the works, guys. They're just like, hey, like <laughs> it's it's like the scene in 2001, a space odyssey. One of them looks at their gun and it's just like, 
what if I use this to shoot infrastructure instead of a person? What's so weird about it is I just see all these people uh, posting this stuff and they're just screaming that these this is the end of the world. All these rail cars are derailing and these toxic chemicals are getting into the air and the water and they're doing all these bad things. And I'm just looking at them saying, so you're in favor of, I don't know, safety conditions being improved on railways and environmental regulations being enforced around America? Because if so, boy, do I have a political party for you. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, my, they are proud Republicans. And that means that they, they support that in moderation and have always supported that in moderation. And the moderation is at their discretion. So, yeah, small government <laughs> for forever, unless when things our, go bad, in yeah. hindsight, they turn the dial to maximum. And then it's yeah. like, of course, <laughs> it seems so obvious. So we should totally fix this. And then as soon as the heat's off of them, they just turn the dial down and they're just like, but the real companies do pay us a lot of money. So <laughs> let's not um, go too crazy, guys. Yeah, man. I, I, <laughs> I yeah. keep seeing these politicians get cornered and be like, let's talk about all the money you got from uh, blankety blank. And uh, they're like, no, this is a non-political. We're, we're not talking about politics right now. Not non-political. And like, don't, don't you think politics is uh, like why the railroads fell apart? No, definitely not. We'll use Shut this up. to segue into a surprise boosh that I didn't, uh, I, I forgot about until we started recording. So it's not on our list. So boom, here comes a new challenger. <laughs> and that new challenger is, uh, hey, if they want to know a little bit about the inside baseball of behind the scenes in politics, maybe they should ask George Santos, who has suddenly decided to be real open about stuff. Did you guys see that crazy interview? Where he's just like, yeah, I'm a liar, but I did it not in a lying way, but only with the process of lying, if you understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh no i definitely have not seen this oh man i think it was piers morgan or whatever that guy's name is he, he was yeah. talking to him and uh, he was just like of course i of course i didn't lie i like just wanted to get to like be in politics like i needed to get my foot in the door so in order to do that i had to lie <laughs> <laughs> he's just like simultaneously it's uh that that guy he's man he just never stops giving so if you if you want a little bit of a hoot and a holler, uh, my babies. <laughs> Alternative I suggest, facts. I suggest listening to, to Piers Morgan, like, pin down George Santos, who <laughs> just, like, decides to spill the beans, or does he? <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Like just, just, like, shameless, like, cartoon levels of politics. I love it. Like, George Santos is, like, an actual cartoon politician. Yeah. I just love that Republicans are so spineless they just can't get rid of the guy. I just love the fact that they are sitting there with this massive embarrassment on their hands and there's going to be no vote to like remove him from the house. There's going to be no pressure on him from, from it, on him from McCarthy to step down or anything. He's just going to get to be a representative for two years. And I mean, he's going to lose the Republican primary by one million points when that happens, but he's going to be part of American politics until uh, 1-4-25 when the new house convenes and he is no longer a part of it. So congratulations, scam artist moron grifter for two years of service yeah. through America. Combobulations. You're the greatest. It's just I mean, like him, him and MTG both, right? They're both just like these, these like Frankenstein's monsters that the GOP, a.k.a. Frankenstein, has created. Now they're stuck with. 
Don't forget Matt Gates because we're apparently not charging him. Don't know if you guys talked about that last week. Oh, no, yeah. I saw that and just there was really nothing to talk about beyond the fact that it's just that the prosecutors were like, well, the witness we have against him, the guy that's actually going to jail, he made up a sex trafficking charge against another person. He had a bunch of charges that were legitimate, but he was also making shit up. So he's not the witness we need. And the 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 one victim that we have like that we could actually have against Matt Gates will not testify. So our case is not great. So I understand why people are furious about it, but this is the kind of shit that happens when you're a prosecutor. This is why they got Al Capone on income tax evasion. Yeah. You make you make the case you can make. And yeah. not well, make- and also like if you come at him with this charge and he gets off on it, then you can't ever come at him again. So yeah. if, if if you give him time to fuck up further, which he probably will, hopefully at some point <laughs> he'll get hoisted by that petard of his, you know? Yeah. Oh, I agree. And I mean, we had that weird thing that popped out like right after uh, he got the, the, the shoulder pat and the whisper during the whole McCarthy speaker vote thing. And then that lady came out with, he's having a gay affair with someone in his staff and argle bargle. And so <laughs> like the, the Republicans are working on getting rid of him, if not legally, then political slandery ways. There, again, we, we, there was a title of that podcast where he's getting cawthorned. So I, I figure like that first shoe dropping then, now they're probably saving their powder for 2024 closer to the Republican primary when they can bring out more shit against him in an effort to make him lose a primary. Yeah, I just picture somebody just being like, I hear that he likes, you know, younger girls. And then the person's just like, I don't care. And then they're just <laughs> like, okay. Well, I also heard that he's gay. Hmm. Gay, you say? Oh, (laughs) we are vocally very against. Oh, and then then the person starts clutching their pearls. Oh my stars! He's 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 gay. I can't vote for that. Oh no! no. no, They they say it like an old timey cartoon. Gay? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, man, if we had a much different uh, show, Sarge saying that would now be a drop. Oh, uh, don't worry. I'm sure we have some sort of musically inclined, uh, beautiful baby that could turn Sarge's into, into some sort of trap remix. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna go huge in Germany, and we'll never know. But like in the, in the German rave scene, Sarge is gonna be like a secret hero. Uh, and, and that's and that is the secret spice that makes uh, life so nice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on into Boo, shall we? Let's talk about Project Veritas, a thing that I totally remember what it is. But in case <laughs> you, the listener, doesn't, uh, I will turn it over to Mike Raids to remind you and only you, the listener, <laughs> what Project Veritas <laughs> even is and why we're talking about it today. Seamless. <laughs> Uh, this Al is being very magnanimous here because before the show he had one a twenty minute soliloquy about the inner workings of Project Veritas and why it's a why it's a terrible part of American politics. So uh, for those of you who don't know, which is definitely not L, Project Veritas came <laughs> uh, is is basically the uh, the the work of James O'Keefe, a right wing uh, rat fucker, uh, provocateur, shitbag. Any kind of adjective like that you want to use for this guy is uh, justified and warranted. And back after two thousand eight, 
O'Keefe had a series of very selectively edited videos where he went into uh, Acorn voting, um, Acorn centers. And this Acorn was pretty much a sort of community outreach group, helped people voting, helped Mm. them deal with government issues. And O'Keefe made these selectively edited videos, which were ridiculous because um, inside Acorn, when he was talking to people, he was well-dressed. He was a regular person. He was a guy with a woman with him, and they were talking about stuff. But then he would put in this B-roll footage of him outside the building wearing this crazy white man pimp suit and making it look like the woman he was with was one of the prostitutes that he was uh, protecting in this very ridiculous version of like, what sex work is in America kind of stuff. And these videos that were very selectively edited made it look like Acorn was helping voter fraud be committed and all this kind of stuff. And Congress voted to defund Acorn as a result. And then the truth came out that it was a bunch of bullshit and that Congress got snookered. And O'Keefe has spent the past 20 odd years from that or 12 years, whatever. Chronology is not my strong point. But ever since then, he founded Project Veritas. And his point is making these deceptively edited sting videos where he goes somewhere, talks to somebody, gets information from them, then chops it up and edits it to make it look bad. And then it's just like, oh, look at this terrible thing these bad liberals are doing. And ever since the acorn thing, he's never really had anything break into the mainstream. He's never really done more than just contribute to the right-wing echo chamber. Right. But they love him in the right-wing echo chamber because he tells them what they want to hear. He did a video with someone who worked for Pfizer, and he made them out to being way more important than they were. And that guy said some things that, if you took them in the wrong way, could make Pfizer look bad. And so everyone was like, oh, my God, look, he's he's exposing the truth about the vaccines and all the bad stuff that was happening. To be fair, King Pfizer did say some weird stuff in that interview. (laughs) Yes, yes. King Pfizer probably should not have talked about uh, the people getting the shots as as peasants or serfs, which are terms that we don't use nowadays. Um, My my favorite clip was when he was just like, let me tell you my true opinion on Israel. (laughs) 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 So... Uh, this Pfizer video came out and then a little while later, suddenly there was a report that the board at Project Veritas, which people were sort of like, there's a board at Project Veritas? What the fuck? I thought it was just a James O'Keefe vanity project and he ran the whole thing from top to bottom. And it was like, oh no, oh no, good sirs. Actually, it turns out that um, there's a board and they regulate what happens at Project Veritas. And they decided to push James O'Keefe out of as like the leader of the company, alleging that he was embezzling money, <laughs> that, he, that he was a massive piece of shit. I, I'm, uh, I'm willing to bet both of those are true. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. They had numerous examples of him being just an absolute asshole to people around the office, being terrible. But the best things uh, were the fact that James O'Keefe apparently spent a lot of money making music videos where he was the star. <laughs> oh. and, yes. And there are these videos of him with like dancing ladies all around him. And they're just singing right wing nonsense. Real and- Corey Feldman situation. 
Oh yeah, this was this was some really bizarre living out your dreams kind of nonsense, and you can just see that O'Keefe is this like failed theater kid who just wanted to make it big time and absolutely couldn't do it. So then he became a right wing grifter, and then he had a pile of money. He's like, "What am I going to do with my pile of money?" He's like, "I know, I'm going to make performances." So what's happening with Project Veritas now that Scott is talking about them? Uh, that they removed O'Keefe from power, and everyone... oh, gotcha. Sorry, I must have, I must have missed that in the in the backgrounding. Right. So basically, well, yeah, what happened was is the board met, had a vote on removing O'Keefe from the company, and then the vote went through, and he has been like forcibly resigned from Project Veritas, and because nobody knows any of the other people inside Project Ab- Veritas at all, O'Keefe has always been the figurehead, the poster boy, the leader of the movement. Right. Q- QAnon and the right-wing grifter community is out of their minds. They're like, how can you get rid of O'Keefe? What the fuck is this shit? This is absolute balderdash. This this will not stand. <laughs> Basically, imagine that the best way to describe this is imagine there was like a pop star and then suddenly a group of people came out and said, oh, that lady singer that you enjoy, she's awful and bad. And we are removing her from the role of like Britney Spears. And now somebody else will be Britney in the near future. But more Britney stuff is going to happen. Just you wait. That's what happened to Avril Lavigne. Well, yeah, that's exactly exactly right. Exactly right. They got they they they. I mean, I don't want to. So, get so, so you're saying Project Veritas uh, at Levine to this guy? Yes, exactly. <laughs> they Levine O'Keefe and a new James O'Keefe, who will definitely be exactly as good as the old James O'Keefe, will be replacing him in the very near future. It's going to be great. So don't you worry, uh, right wing grifters. You're going to have a new like huckster, carnival barker, uh, scam artist. Uh, in your lives soon with Project Veritas's blessing. So aside from just like throwing shit like they do at the drop of a hat, uh, are are is anything like coming from this? Or are, are QAnon faithful like leaving Project Veritas like rats from a sinking ship? Uh, yeah, Project Veritas is like social media's. Uh, all their social media platforms had a like they lost a lot of followers, and everyone in the right wing is like, "Do not donate to Project Veritas." The, mo- <laughs> the, the, the movement was James O'Keefe, and James O'Keefe alone. Without him, they don't stand for nothing. And and basically, the the standard thing that happens in these conspiracy theories, which is now happening to Project Veritas, is. Everyone is saying Pfizer got to the board, that this shadowy board of Project Veritas, that O'Keefe released this explosive video with the Pfizer employee, King Pfizer, and the next thing you know, suddenly Pfizer starts like throwing all their Soros bucks around to the board at Project Veritas. Is King and Pfizer then, like Mayor McCheese? Yeah, they, they, like two, two, two mooks like dragged uh, O'Keefe into the boardroom and then like the, the chair with the, the back turned to him is like at the head of the table and swivels around and King Pfizer's in it. <laughs> and he's just like, you walked out of my discussion on Palestine! And he's like, no! <laughs> I don't want no part of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so King Pfizer put, put, put his, put the hammer down and told the, the Project Veritas board to get rid of that bomb O'Keefe. And if they did, well, he'd sweeten the pot for them. And 
because Project Veritas or soulless grifters only out for a fast buck and not true American patriots trying to expose the COVID clot shot for the danger that it is, <laughs> they they took the money and they booted O'Keefe. So damn dude, they're they're gonna, they're gonna break some people's ankles if they keep turning on a dime like that. That's fucking yes. crazy. <laughs> yes. My God, literally some sort of Latin thing for Truth Project or whatever. <laughs> and, <laughs> And then, and then, oh shit! Just kidding. There's shit all the corporate shows. They always happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, astronaut meme. Oh my god! There's shills. They always, always happen. happen. Okay, yeah, would you believe? Would you believe this board of directors is corrupt? It's like, yeah, man. There's never been yeah. a board of directors in history that hasn't been. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, it's so ridiculous that this is where they're going. But I'm sure that sometime in the very near future, James O'Keefe will grab a bunch of willing uh, con men to form a, the American Truth Project or whatever he calls it yeah. and, and start his new grift operation. What this sounds like to me, what happened basically is that O'Keefe just got really lazy and didn't want to do like the actual like day-to-day work of setting up these stings and these operations. So he basically just had this clown shoes board like do that kind of stuff for him to like hire talent. Cause a lot of what this is, is like women who honeypot men, get them to talk to them while being secretly recorded and then get them to say dumb shit that then O'Keefe and project Veritas selectively edit to like, make it look even worse than it already did. So I'm sure like all sweet that can. Yeah. Sweet, <laughs> sweet can. I mean, this is, this is the story of Ben Shapiro too. He desperately wanted to make movies and he sucks at it as we keep seeing, so he became a right-wing grifter, only he's a better right-wing grifter than this clown. That reminds me, Sarge, did you, and or Mike Raids, if you've seen it, did you guys see that that Ratatouille discussion that person made using AI between Ben Shapiro and uh, Joe Rogan? No. I I saw one, I I saw the Ben Shapiro versus Joe Rogan talking about the beach that makes you old AI conversation. (laughs) That that, that one is the sequel to the, as far as I know, to the Ratatouille one, which in my opinion is much better. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone who's listening to this who hasn't seen it, uh, first of all, like, Twitter and TikTok and all that shit is going mad with, they're making Sleepy Joe say all the stuff. Yeah. Sleepy Joe can't wait to tell you about his weed, his sex life, smoking people in fucking Call of Duty, like being great at Valorant, all sorts of weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AI is going truly bananas. The AI renaissance is here, baby. Someone's, someone's going to fuck around, have the president say something, shall we say, dicey, and get themselves thrown in big boy jail, and then... uh you, we're going to start seeing some laws on what you can and what is and is not allowed to make AI say. <laughs> oh, it, it, you know, in the 2024 election that the Trump campaign is mm. going to like, claim that Biden said the N word. That's 100 percent going to happen, that there's going to be a dumb AI program where Biden just goes off on a racist tirade and the right wing are going to swear that it's real. They're just going to be like, oh, the truth. Yeah, is what's going to. Yeah, that is what's going to end up happening. Right. So they're, they're going to have it's it's going to be dumb pearl clutching conservatives that, yeah. that get tricked by some AI deep fake. It's going to be Joe Biden talking about how he's, he's just like, of course, I want to take away everyone's guns. Guns are malarkey. And they're like, hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be just like what happened in Brazil. A big part of the uh, their January eighth in Brazil 
was uh, what they call uh, oh God, the, what's their messaging app down there? Is that but, how you pronounce January sixth in, in Portuguese? Is it January eighth? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, theirs happened on January eighth. I know. I was I was making a joke. Well, I, I mean, it's just so close. It was a different language. Yeah. <laughs> I was implying that it may have been the same day, but there they pronounced it and it sounded. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. All I could, th- I, yeah, it would, I, I missed it. And then all I could think about was when I was in junior high and someone described uh, Portuguese as Spanish with marbles in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a thing to say about a language. <laughs> Way to, way to be like a uh, Spanish supremacist asshole. He was it, that. That's the thing. He was <laughs> he, he was from Portugal. <laughs> you no, know, he was from Brazil. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, so yeah, he was like a self defeating Portuguese speaker. He just yeah, he, that's that's how he described it, and I was like. Okay, I, man, I mean, move aside, Ohio. I've got a new derailment for you. This conversation, courtesy of me, the mysterious hell. Yeah, this got us so far in the weeds. I don't even know why Stars was talking about Jan yeah, 8 anymore. In Brazil, they had all these uh, uncles. They call them uncles on their messaging app. Their version of like Facebook and WhatsApp. Their WhatsApp uncles, uh, and they're the ones who drove a lot of that by just getting sucked in they knew enough technologically to use their smartphones and be on whatsapp and they just believed every meme they saw and that's what's going to happen here with your aunt from ohio on facebook and someone's gonna have joe biden saying uh i want a drag queen in every classroom and to take away all your guns and it's gonna happen Oh yeah, like the, the, uh, Carpe Donctum got like kicked off of Twitter and other social media platforms for a bunch of edited shit. I think that my favorite uh, one of those was when Biden went to some Latin convention and he pulled out his phone to play Despacito to show them <laughs> that he was hip and happening. Yeah, and uh, Carpe Donctum and other right wingers took that video and, and had Biden playing "Fuck the Police" of on his phone. And there were people who Which took it only cooler. Right. But there were people who also were like, oh, my God, Biden really did that. I was like, no, no, he didn't. That, that's what always makes me laugh so much about people who fall for any of this kind of stuff is if someone you aggressively hate says something that like <laughs> proves you right about them, take a minute to ask yourself, is this confirmation bias or should I actually make sure they really said the thing? Because if Donald nah. Trump, yeah, if Donald actually, Trump, that's probably just good policy in general. Like if you see yeah. a sort of Twitter video that really astonishes you, like it's just like, oh shit, footage of a real life UFO. You're like, oh my god, what incredibly clear, crisp footage of a real life UFO. This changes everything. Maybe ask yourself, wait a minute, why aren't I hearing about this on every news outlet on the planet or whatever? You know? <laughs> yes, yeah. maybe just get, give it a beat and just think to myself. Is this could this be faked? <laughs> uh, El knows I've been snookered a couple times by Twitter memes, and uh, I luckily only ever post them to our group chat. And we're me and El are both on TikTok uh, getting spied on by the Chinese a bunch, and I get a lot of like any anything that's like 
trying to inform me on TikTok, oh boy, I take with the heaviest grain of salt. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like nobody, I'm sure nobody has like a 100% rate of like avoiding the stuff and never getting snookered, but you know, yeah, like in general, it's it's pretty like just get your news from like reputable sources or whatever. Like if it, like if 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 the AP is reporting something, like yeah, probably yes. But <laughs> if it's just like you know, gr- Grandma says on TikTok, and it's just like Grandma says that the aliens are invading. Like maybe just be like, okay, well, I I like you, Grandma, but I'll wait until somebody else says, you know. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. yeah. And that's all we have to say about that. Uh, congr- <laughs> congratulations for Project Veritrash uh, for joining us on Team Paid Shill. Uh, stack that paper, uh, cash rules everything around us, cream, get the money, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. And with that, <laughs> let's move on to our wonderful news segment. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Don't worry, don't worry, babies. We've got the D, big D. That's right. We're talking about Dominion. And apparently Dominion <laughs> Discovery, which is what I have as my alliterative headline for this But not Dementia. Part, uh, but not, no, that's a different, sadder thing. Uh, th- this is Dominion Discovery, which uh, M- Mike Rains assures me is important, serious business news. Uh, and I believe him because he is our expert on such things. So, Mike, what is going on with the Dominion Discovery? What, what sort of hoot and or holler have we found out thanks to uh, the legal proceedings of this horrible... This horrible billion-dollar lawsuit. Yeah. So uh, Dominion, uh, who were the original stealers of the election back in the back in the days before Mansell <laughs> fire from the gods. I mean, remember yeah, they, uh, times. Uh, you know, Pr- Prometheus? <laughs> Prometheus delivered an election to them, and then was just like, "Oh yeah, by the way, here's some fire." Remember when we talked about Dominion? God, it just feels like a billion years ago. Yeah. So Dominion, having uh, been slandered by all of the right wing for uh, what for just doing their fucking jobs, they uh, sued everybody for that slander. And Mike Lindell, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Fox News, all of these various entities have tried to get these cases dismissed. And the Do you judges- have a racist uncle? He's getting sued by Dominion because yeah, at one point a, he said that the election was stolen. And they were like, hey, guess what? Name and, if you have a name in a bank account and said <laughs> something about the election, you're getting sued by Dominion. Yeah, Dominion's coming for your ass. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, bad at him, so that's why I bring the shoddy. <laughs> yeah. So um, so basically, this is one of QAnon's favorite things in the whole world. They always talk, love talking about lawsuits and how Discovery will, like, they're terrified of Discovery that's why they won't ever indict Trump because he'll be able to flip it back on them with jujitsu and use discovery. Uh, but they weirdly, I mean, to be fair, just look at what happened to all those TV shows when Warner Brothers merged with Discovery. Boom, got him roasted. <laughs> so uh, weirdly enough, QAnon has been deathly silent about this story because it shows a lot of their heroes aren't really on their side. Um, Tucker Carlson and all of the pretty much pretty much every right wing uh, Fox News grifter in these text messages at one point or another is just sort of like, yeah, Trump lost this election, but we have to keep hammering Dominion 
because if we don't, OAN and Newsmax are going to hammer Dominion, and our audience <laughs> just desperately wants to hear this shit. So we have to play along in order to keep our audience happy. Uh, there was one text message from Han- from uh, Tucker, I believe, who, when the news section of Fox News, which is the, the daytime programming, I don't know, from like 12 to 6, Fox News is quote-unquote news, and then later on the quote-unquote opinion section of Fox takes over. Uh, Tucker demanded one of the quote-unquote news people to be fired because they were fact-checking him and the other people about this vote fraud <laughs> stuff. And he was like, hey, this person's bad for business. You need to get them the fuck out of here because I need to lie with impunity at, at, in, during my time slot. I can't be having the daytime show saying, now, Tuck Tuck's going to come on later tonight and say some naughty things, but they ain't true. And he was like, no. Fox News needs to go whole hog that this election was stolen and Dominion did it. Like that, that needs to be our fucking like top and middle and end story of the day. All day. Uh, also, know that that's how you create an April O'Neil. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you create so many superheroes slash villains. Like f- fire them for doing the right thing. They there's a coin flip. You decide which way you go and. And what your uh, gimmick is? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to give credit for a coin flip. I'm pretty sure the a lot of the people that just get disappeared for trying to speak truth to power or whatever just end up in a landfill. But like one out of a hundred of them become April O'Neil. <laughs> I feel like most of the time, if somebody in power is just like, "Hey, this person, this person will shut up about the truth. You want to deal with that?" And then like somebody exchanges hands, and that problem gets dealt with. Uh, so far, my my favorite thing from Discovery is all the times Trump tried to called in on January sixth, and they were like, "No, don't don't put him on air. Don't don't you dare. No, nope." <laughs> Even Fox News, they were like, and they said because he was um, God. What did they say exactly? It was like either he's unhinged or untrustworthy. And uh, they were just like, uh, yeah, that's a bridge too far. I'm no, I'm no legal expert. You know, I might just be a small town country <laughs> lawyer, but... Uh, I knew it was coming. Th- still got th- me. Th- that seems sort of damning, right? Text messages that are just like, yeah, we know that Trump lost, but we still need to say that we need to still need to go on the air and tell millions of people that Dominion voting machines are rigged. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the only way it could be more damning if it was just like, Tucker Carlson, quote, we have to do a crime. Uh, <laughs> Alex Jones, so you're saying that we are going to crime? Tucker Carlson, yes. We are committing a crime against Dominion. Alex Jones, very well. So be it. Crime it is. <laughs> Guys, you gotta start using the the encrypted app that deletes your messages or something if you're gonna be doing all this shit. Yeah. Like, you have to crime better. Maggie yes. enter the chat. Guys, let me show you how to use emojis to yeah. cover up your crime. Tucker, yes. Tucker, it's me, Matt Gates. Let's go <laughs> let's go hire some more underage sex workers and take them across state lines. <laughs> no way, he's too savvy for that. He yes. built plant emoji hotel emoji. Yeah. Money emoji? <laughs> <Smoke> emoji. <laughs> Smiling man emoji X3. <laughs> <laughs> 
so it, one of the sections of this uh, of the, the discovery involves where they got their idea that Dominion stole the election, and the note is that Sidney Powell received an email from an absolutely insane person. The email, also received by Lou Dobbs, alleged Dominion was the one common thread in the voting irregularities in a number of states. In addition to lies about Dominion, the sender claimed that Justice Scalia was purposefully killed at the annual Bohemian Grove camp during a weekend human hunting expedition. <laughs> Anthony and Scalia, who was like a million years old and on the brink of death, was apparently the most dangerous prey that they hunted at Bohemian Grove that yeah, week. Yeah, what the fuck would be the fun of that? Yes. Okay. okay. So that sounds like a terrible crime, etc. But like, yes. you know, also it sounds incredibly boring. Yeah. She's okay. like, All right, Grandpa, go hide in the woods, and he's yeah. just like, I'm not, I'm not hiding. I'm not going off this trail. I'm like a thousand years old. <laughs> what? Okay, Scalia, yeah, Scalia, we're gonna give you a ten minute head start. He's like, I'm gonna move thirty feet in ten minutes. I got a bum hip. What are you talking about? I'll just stand here and you can shoot me in ten minutes. It's fine. Start sobbing. I mean, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, and then Scalia was like pulling a Rambo, and he took down three of them before they finally got him. He's like, um, this person goes on to state that um, the fo- that uh, former Fox News CEO Roger Ailes and Rupert Murdoch secretly huddle most days to determine how best to portray Mr. Trump as badly as possible. <laughs> and then, and then the author of this email continued, "Who am I, and how do I know all this?" I've, yeah. had this stri- I've had the strangest dream since I was a little girl. I was eternally decapitated, and yet I live. The wind tells me I'm a ghost, but I don't believe it. Mike, what? if I wanted you to be making stuff up on our podcast, like, I, I could be doing that. I don't need you for that. <laughs> the stop, wind stop, tells stop, me stop, I'm a Stop ghost. making up stuff on our podcast. <laughs> you fucking liar. <laughs> That's me telling all the lies. Yes. Yes. So they, cher- so they cherry picked this one line about Dominion voting machines out of this email of this person's actual like mental Ill- illness triggered by stress ravings about being a decapitated ghost girl. Yes, pretty much. That was the email they got from Sidney Powell that also was sent to Lou Dobbs. And apparently Sidney Powell was like, yes, decapitated ghost girl who is the wind, but does not believe it that she is the wind. Dominion has to be at fault here. So, ghost? <laughs> oh my god, what is happening? Yeah. What like if you're if you're Fox's lawyers and you, like you see that come out in discovery, and it's like you went on air with an email from a lady who says she's a ghost, uh, and it's just like, oh my fucking god! All right, we're gonna fight yeah, this again. as long as I we mean, can. Just D- dear legal eagle, could you make a video ex- like explaining to me how this isn't just like the one hit KO smoking gun of discovery? <laughs> just like this well, seems like I the the that. five point like five point palm exploding heart technique of discovery. This is the just back- people that being feels like, like a backboard shattering. Just like yeah, <laughs> what is going on? Boom shakalaka! It's over. 
Are, are we going to take a settlement by Fox News? Yeah, probably not. No, we're just going to go ahead and just add a nice, nice attempt at a settlement loser. But no, I think we're just going to take you for, what was it, like $1.1 like $1. billion? Yeah. Somewhere around there, yeah. they. That's the thing, is that I do remember that like at the start of this whole ordeal, when Dominion filed all these lawsuits against all these people, their lawyers are like, we are not settling. This, while it's about the money, and it kind of is about the money, this is about the good name of Dominion being tarnished, and we are going to go to the mat crushing these people to show how they smeared us. So, like, <laughs> yeah, Dominion has no interest in actually in, in taking a buyout. They they want to go to trial. They want this shit exposed. You know, it's probably um, pretty, pretty, pretty fired up about all of this is uh, the people uh, for the prosecution or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like D- Dominion's people have to be already like backroom handshaking. Like they like when the door closed, their solemn demeanor is replaced by that song. Uh, Celebrate. Yes. And they are uh, losing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, the plaintiff's chambers is quite a jovial place to be. If I was uh, Dominion lawyers, I'd be like, hey. You lawyers for Fox News, I'm going to recreate that picture of Michael Jordan dunking where his nuts are hitting a guy's face. I'm going to put your face on the guy who's getting hit with the nuts. That's you. That's what happened right now. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yep. Uh, the, they also have text messages about uh, the Fox's top brass talking about Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Hannity called him an insane person. Laura Ingram called him such an idiot. And Rupert Murdoch, the CEO himself, said he, that Ju- Ju- Rudy was doing, quote, really crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a bit, I feel like we're downplaying things just a little there. Yeah. So it's some uh, really wild stuff. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Tucker Carlson was really mad. That, one of the things they were very upset about was Fox calling Arizona for Biden early. Fox jumping the gun and calling Arizona for Biden before anybody else did. That got a lot of people really hot and bothered. Tucker Carlson was furious about it. And um, then Tucker Carlson also said that Sidney Powell was a quote-unquote fucking bitch who had gone too far. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just like just this den of vipers fucking biting at each other over all this shit because they just couldn't tell their goddamn audience that Trump lost fair and square. That's literally their audience and Trump's feelings were just so hurt. They had to concoct this bullshit conspiracy theory that now may cost Fox News Corporation over a billion dollars. Isn't Fox News owned by billionaires of some kind? Yeah, Murdoch. Are yeah, still, uh, they're still owned by the Murdochs or whatever. Can't, yes, can't one of them get Tucker Carlson in a room uh, where it's just like, "Hey, Tucker Carlson, it's me, a billionaire. Uh, you ain't shit, and shut your fucking mouth and do what you're fucking told." Signed, a billionaire. All right, cool. Now get the fuck out of here, kiddo. <laughs> Well, well, that's the problem is that like Murdoch himself was just sort of telling them, look, we have to push this election lie. This is the this is going to be the direction of Fox News. We're going to go with Dominion stole the election. So the billionaire was in on it, too. I mean, they they all agreed that this was what they were going to say and do. And now the whole fucking around and finding out thing. We are now like we are now beginning Operation Finding Out. Like they fucked around for about a year, and now the finding out process yeah. is becoming quite bad for them. Well, in the process of finding out, it sounds like Tucker Carlson just thinks he, he just thinks he's such hot shit, and he's really 
I mean, he's got like the biggest viewership for Fox News or whatever, but like that just makes you it makes you like a big fish in a relatively small pond. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like it's like Tucker Carlson, the most watched news show on cable. It's like, yeah, like a regular season baseball game gets like three times the viewership of Tuck Tuck. Like, well, also, like, there's no one to divide the audience. Like, CNN, if CNN's uh, the the liberal side gets the audience split. There's really once you get below Fox News on the conservative side of news, uh, the 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 feeding gets real thin. So there's no one to divide the audience. So it, it's it's a bit. You would have to take everyone everyone against Tucker Carlson who airs at the same time and add up their numbers. Also, assuming that most of the people listening to this are liberal, I want you to think to yourself: How many of your liberal pals do you know uh, get their news from cable? <laughs> that, that, uh, that, that seems like a, that seems like a sort of thing that it's just like yeah of course republicans have like high viewership numbers for cable news they're the only people watching it oh yeah just, I, just wait just wait until the middle of the country gets the internet it's gonna be incredible <laughs> i i mean there is nobody in my social circle who has ever talked about anyone on tv like literally ever i mean like no one talks to me about rachel maddow or, or chris hayes or anyone who that, right exactly mm. i mean this is the thing is like and QAnon and these right wingers are like all oh, these evil liberals being pumped into all our tvs with their toxic woke agenda and nobody listens to these people really like cable's reach is so minuscule compared to what television used to be like television is so fractured and diverse at this point that it requires an Herculean effort for a show to actually pierce the zeitgeist and get any traction. I mean, it's just, it's, we don't have that kind of monolithic thing where everyone listened to Walter Cronkite back in the day. That doesn't exist. Yeah. And now, and also now we have YouTube and they're not adding those numbers in. Right. Oh, uh, speaking of talk, I, I forgot about this earlier, but he apparently is now the sole proprietor of the secret January 6th footage. Oh, because, uh, yeah, McCarthy. Never, yeah, yeah, McCarthy gave Tuck Tuck the true January 6th footage, which is going to reveal what really happened on that day. Spoiler alert, people attacked the Capitol in an effort to stop the peaceful transfer of power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. And that's about it. And then, but they're going to cherry pick a bunch of videos to show like something happening that deep state, New World Order, Soros, Gates, whatever. I mean, something's going to happen. I mean, it's going to be that kind of nonsense. I've seen a lot of other news outlets saying that this is illegal, that the you can't just give this security footage exclusively to one outlet. That's bullshit. So expect lawsuits to be filed post haste for all of this stuff. But this is one of those things that uh, never goes away in right wing grift lunacy world. And that is that there was something sinister with January 6th. That it wasn't just a bunch of QAnon and maggot chud storming the Capitol that Antifa or the FBI set people up and lured them into the Capitol and made them break down doors and made Ashley Babbitt try to jump through that window and all that kind of stuff. And that the they real made the footage, bullet jump through too. Yeah, all that stuff. It's 
this is how conspiracy theories always work. There's always a hidden truth. There's always more evidence yet to be released that will finally validate them. Uh, one of my favorite things in the world of the conspiracy theories is like, there's a Bruder film. It's like, oh, this Kennedy got shot. And then that wasn't enough. So now in that world, you have the real Zapruder film, which has never been seen <laughs> where the limousine stops before Kennedy gets shot in the head. Like the, the limo comes to a full stop. And then apparently the limo driver like points at Kennedy to let the shooters know who to shoot at him. That's the president. Shoot him, you idiots. And then the shooters are like, oh, OK. And then they duck behind the grassy knoll and shoot the president. And then the limo drives off and. No one points this out, and no one's ever pointed that out that that happened or anything of the sort. But it's just, it's always out there. Like the Hillary face carving video, the Michelle Obama weighty tape. There's always the smoking gun that will bring the deep state down. We just got to find it any day now. Yeah. It's, well, that's a, that's a wild tale, Mike Rains, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to shut the fuck up uh, so, <laughs> so that we can move on. Uh, uh, because if you thought that we were done talking about uh, the waters being chummed to a sweet, sweet QAnon bait this week, boy, how you were wrong. We actually have a bunch of headlines to get through. So let's, uh, let's move speedily along to something that I'm sure QAnon, uh, fans had a real hoot and a holler over Joe Biden's sneaky little trip to Ukraine. Uh, I, I hear that sleepy Joe managed to somehow get himself into Ukraine where they could discuss probably the, uh, buying and selling of adrenochrome, Mike. So how, how's, how's QAnon Sphere reacting to Biden's sneaky little <laughs> diplomatic trip? Oh, they lost their minds. They were so unhappy about this. Uh, I know that a lot of them just hate Zelensky outright. I love that, like, was it was it MTG who was just like, fucking Zelensky couldn't even be bothered to meet the President of the United States in a suit and a tie. And it's just like, dude, his country has been at war for a year. You yeah. shut up. He's probably wearing, like, body armor or whatever. Fuck you. Yeah, so they hate Zelensky wears the common man uniform during this war. They hate it. They hate it so much. Oh yeah, it's so it, disrespectful. They're constantly dude. If, if Donald Trump was like out there, like like say there was like some sort of conflict, or Donald Trump was like boots on the ground, like in a combat uniform, they would they would all need to just wear rubbers. They would just be like so prone to going off at the tip. They they would <laughs> love that shit. They'd be eating it up. They'd be like, my god, what an American patriot. Oh, you know it. You absolutely know it. No, nothing Trump does is bad, and nothing the good, the bad guys do is ever good. The main thing that got them so upset was when Biden walked with Zelensky through a street in Kiev, and air raid sirens went off. And boy, howdy, you could just hear their little brains sizzle as they thought about how absolutely badass and cool Biden looked walking in there in his suit and his aviators and his Ukraine tie, ignoring the air raid sirens. <laughs> and they were all just like, no, no, Biden can't be cool. He can't do the cool thing. No. So they came up with this whole thing that the air raid sirens were staged. They were faked. They were thrown in to just make it look cooler because that's what you do when, uh, when you're a capital city, you make everyone in the city hunker down for an air raid just to make a foreign dignitary feel, feel good about himself. It's, it's like shooting off fireworks or whatever, but you wouldn't want to do that in this situation because <laughs> that would be distasteful. 
Yes. <laughs> fake air raid is the way to go. Yep. The, fa- the, the fake air raid celebration of the president arriving in Ukraine's capital city. What, what, yeah. what happened to the pyro that was supposed to go off behind him? Yeah. Yeah. Which just dramatically slowly walks away from an explosion as like drones attack him or whatever. He's like, yeah. he gives no fucks because he's the president of the United States. God damn it. Yes. Yeah, so they were all kinds of bent out of shape over Biden getting the uh, phony air raid sign. And (laughs) I mean, this whole war is just bizarro mirror world for them because Russia is the good guys. Ukraine and America are the bad guys. So just seeing this kind of thing where America, America's leader shows solidarity of Ukraine, it just gets them all like just enraged. They're just super angry about it. The fact that the press is giving Biden a big pat on the back and Joe Biden just killed it today. He's so presidential and awesome. Oh, they're so mad about it. They're so upset. I actually, my favorite thing that I saw was a guy had very grainy footage of, of <laughs> Biden at a distance walking back on the Air Force One and kind of slow old man taking the steps, getting back into Air Force One. And it's like, yo, he's 80. He had a really long day. I could understand that he took his time up those steps. And then the guy contrasted it with Trump, like going to East Palestine. And like he's like, look at Trump's gallant stroll and how vigorous he is compared to decrepit old Biden. And it's like, really? You want to have a walk-off between these two men? We've yeah. seen the we've seen the mild incline. We've seen what the mild incline does to your yeah. boy. Biden didn't want to fall down. Like <laughs> taking his time is fine. Also, oh boy, uh, Russian state media—they uh, <laughs> they definitely didn't want us to talk about how they tried to do a uh, ballistic missile test fire while Biden was in Ukraine, uh, and it failed. And they wanted us to, they went on Russian state news uh, and they're like, we knew Biden was there. We knew he was coming. We could have destroyed him anytime we wanted. They literally said that. <laughs> yeah. Like, we could have destroyed him anytime we wanted. The Russian military ignores easy kill on U.S. president. <laughs> like, okay, you, you understand no one believes that, right? Like, you, you look so sad and desperate. You know what? No, I absolutely believe that if Russia knew that Joe Biden was there, they could have launched a missile or whatever and killed him. Like, they could have launched a nuke and definitely killed him. And and that would have been the end of Russia! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if if we wanted to end civilization, we could have killed Biden. Great. What a great call. (laughs) Yeah. They're having trouble with Ukraine, and uh, you think they're going to fucking take a shot at the U.S. prez? Cue the music. Oh, yeah. And then our jets are just like just taking off one after another. Just, just. <laughs> we're, I mean, we're like, hey, Russia, I mean, uh, you're going to have to use those nukes because conventional war, Poland by themselves could kick your ass. I mean, like at this point, your military is so pathetic. We have to strike drones on blood out the sun. Yes. So, <laughs> Ukraine managed to sink Russia's flagship. Navy naval ship and everyone's like, how the fuck did that happen? Well, uh, that that was uh, that was a coincidental kitchen fire or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was a number. We we have the the <laughs> the maintenance reports for that ship got out, uh, and I won't go over everything, but 
there was so much theft and uh, graft on the ship that all of the emergency equipment had to be locked up. And the only one that had a key to all the emergency equipment for like when you get hit by a missile that you would need, uh, the only one who had a key was the admiral to the ship. So one guy had a key to all the equipment that they needed to plug up the big hole that got put in the side of their ship. <laughs> that was one thing that happened. Their anti-missile radar interfered with their interfered with their communications, so they could only have one on at a time. <laughs> so it was either radar that tells us about missiles or the phones. It was one or the other. So when they got hit, they had to turn on the radar to protect against more missiles, which turned off their communications. <laughs> I just, oh my God. I just love that QAnon is like so enamored with this manly, powerful military of Russia and that they're losing in Ukraine. They're, they actually can't win. I mean, well, I mean, would you think of like the big, like his, like manly battles of history, you know, you think of like your brave hearts and like your your mm-hmm. like any fictionalized depiction, like you think of your like civil war, like your Gettysburgs and stuff. Those were just meat grinders, dude. Like all these all these fictionalized battles of yore were just literally wave after wave of human casualties crashing against each other until yeah. one of them came out on top. Like when guerrilla warfare was invented, people were just like holy shit dude you mean you can like hide like do tricks and stuff we didn't know that that was part of the rules we didn't <laughs> do this in warfare somebody had to invent that it's so bizarre like it just seems so obvious now that it's like yeah of course you wouldn't just want to run all of your troops into their troops what are you talking about that's crazy <laughs> i got yelled at about that in basic training we were doing we were shooting blanks at each other we walked towards each other shooting Drill sergeant came flying out, and just like, "What the hell are you doing? This isn't the Civil War. <laughs> we don't advance towards each other shooting." <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, like, oh, of course they would think that Russia's doing a great job in Ukraine. They're sending wave after wave of their men to die in Ukraine. Yeah. They're yeah. talking about they, drafting. They, they think that that's sick. They're just like, "Oh my God, that's so dope." <laughs> They're talking about drafting every full-time college student in Russia. Let's fucking go. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Russia send send your whole damn population in there or whatever. Like either the population will rise up and crush Russia, or Russia will just succeed in sending all their people to Ukraine to die, and then they'll just be like, Putin will look around and he'll just be like, "Where the hell are all the citizens?" And he's like, "Dude, you sent all of them to die in Ukraine." Yeah. <laughs> Everyone defected. Like this is this yeah, is now, now, now. Like the countries that border us, they they're just like they're just divvying up the pieces of us that are closest to them because we can't stop them from just like walking it in. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's literally you, me, the person you're talking to, and like six other staff members. Yeah. So uh, get fucked, Russia, you idiots. Um, th- of course, we had a contrasting vision from Biden's speech, and that was Vladdy Daddy himself gave a speech. Ooh, look at my Mike Ryan's getting in there and doing the segue. I love it. Yeah, I, I like it. You, you love to see it. It's quite good. Yeah, thank you. I, someone Putin, some... Putin, Putin wanted to tell us about how badly they're crushing it in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, we're dominating it. 
Yeah, so uh, one of Putin's actual talking points to let everyone know how great it was, great Russia's doing, is that Russia's economy only contracted by two percent this past year. That like <laughs> like our economy is stumbling and faltering, but not as badly as people thought it would. Oh no, oh no, we are in recession, but it's not as bad as we thought it might be. According so to our totally legitimate reporting. <laughs> Like, can you imagine how bad it has to be for your like funny math to still come out with you negative? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. At some point, somebody had to deliver that message to Putin to just be like, "We just the numbers is is like the most we can without it being like an actual farce," <laughs> and we came to negative two percent. And Putin was like, "Really? You can't get us to at least zero? And they're just like, "Fuck no!" And he's just like, "Okay, have this man killed." <laughs> <laughs> Another guy got thrown out a window. Yeah. Recently. Oh no! Somebody slipped on a puddle next to this window and fell to their death. That's, <laughs> That's so strange. weird. Uh, yeah. So Putin, while Russia's economy strong as bear, he also framed <laughs> he also framed the war between uh, not Russia and Ukraine, but of course Russia and the decadent West with yeah. its evil wokeness. And also uh, not a war, a special military operation. Yep, the special military operation, yes. <laughs> the special military operation against all of the West and their woke agenda and their immorality and their pet- their acceptance of pedophilia and all that good stuff. And uh, boy, howdy, uh, was QAnon uh, wearing their rubbers for this speech. because. <laughs> Speak, is Putin speaking truth to power? And my favorite comment, he sounds so much like Trump because they just love people <laughs> talking about those decadent woke elites ruining everything and how Russia's in it for the long haul, even though Trump has claimed he could broker a peace deal in 24 hours. And so you just you just have this, again, this... <laughs> yeah, this own oh, like he crushed ISIS. He knew better than the generals how to defeat ISIS. Donald Trump, the smartest man ever, who just never shows us his brilliance. We just have to accept it on face value. Yeah. Um we had this alternate world where Putin is saying these things and QAnon, the pro-America, America first, America best people are just like, yeah, Russian dictator. Yeah, you get the American president. You put him in his place because that's what real American patriots do. They celebrate foreign dictators who hate America because I'm an American. (laughs) Yeah, USA, but also Russia. Yeah, I mean, it's just. The the knots you have to contort yourself into where you're a fan of quote unquote real America, but not the America you currently live in, because some old man who's a Democrat is president. And if if he were to kick the bucket, oh no, a woman who isn't white would be president. No, that isn't America. We we are again like real Americans paddle Russia's ass. That's what real (laughs) Americans did in the fifties, and it's what oorah real Americans did in the eighties. Did you not watch Rocky was it five and then Creed four and then Creed two? Yes. Like we went back and did it again. Somebody just Somebody just give these people a little bit of history lesson. Just be like, we used to we used to be so afraid of communism that like we were losing our minds. Like we were we were going crazy here because we hated communism so much. And that was a Russia thing. Yeah. It's just like re- re- remember, real Americans hate Russia. 
<laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I, I would love for there to be a villainous Russian heel in WWE, and like the QAnon people just love him. They're like, "Yeah, the pro Putin, like Russia loving guy." I want him to be world champ. I want him to beat up all the people that love America in this company. We yeah, love let's... you, Ivan. Crush them all. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Ivan. Crush them all. You can do it. Beat the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and win the world title. Defeat Ivan America. Crush them all. Loves all real Americans. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Oh, God. I love Ivan Crushamal. He is my favorite wrestler now. <laughs> you cannot cancel Ivan Crushamal with your woke American idealism. Ivan stands for real American patriotism. Yeah! <laughs> oh, get Vince on the phone. We've got a winner here. We've got an absolute winner. <sighs> trying to Excellent. remember who the actual, the when they had actual Russian heels. Well, I oh, gave you plenty uh, of time to look Nick, it up, and you still Nick, failed me. Nikolai Volkov was the biggest Nikolai, Russian heel. You, yeah, you got it immediately. Yep. Nikolai yeah. Volkov, oh, yeah. the ringer. Yeah, you yep. should have just asked Mike. But yes. That's a much worse, much worse than, than Ivan Crushamal. No, Ivan Crushamal is far better. It's the greatest name ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, truly, it is the greatest name given to anything. That's, <laughs> it's no Iron Sheik, but it gets no. there. But we, we we haven't even mentioned this, maybe the spiciest part of, uh, of, of of Putin's this is fine speech, uh, which was he was just like, and also that nuclear treaty that we got into with the U.S. recently, like semi-recently. He's like, we're not saying that we're leaving it, but we're just saying, you know, maybe we might have to leave it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're still in it now, but, you know, maybe in the future, we might not have to do that no more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's, that's really all Russia's got going for them is the threat of nuclear weapons. So it's they got like, yeah, 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 Scrappy-Doo. We know you've got nuclear bombs. Yeah. 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 It's just like, you know we could, like, get jets in there and disable probably all of them. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like- I mean, yeah. I, I, I just want us to have Star Wars. I just want, like, like... Biden to come out like in six months from now and be like, by the way, we have satellites all across America that could shoot down nukes when they came towards us. So Russia's, yeah. Russia's, Russia's, <laughs> Russia's threats are impotent and meaningless. We we have we have you by the scrotum now, stupid Russians. And then QAnon would be really mad about that. They'd be like, America's too powerful. Boo. Boo woke America and its powerful military. That's woke. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what are you going to do? You're going to have a trans person meeting the satellites? Yeah, we will. What's your point? What of it? A trans person can push a button as good as a, as a cis person can. So, and they're going to have pink hair. How you like them apples? Oh no, your Russian nukes are going to get knocked out of the sky by a pink-haired person. Oh, uh, you poor, poor, sad, wo- angry people. If you want to end the world, I have an idea where you can send those nukes. No, King Pfizer, no. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get out of his room? <laughs> get him back in that room. Who made him king of Pfizer? Do we have any recourse? Why are we not as strong as the board of Project Veritas? Why can we not remove him? Somebody should make a pill to cure whatever he's got. <laughs> yes. If only, if only we knew such a company that could make such a thing <laughs> to cure raging anti-Semitism. <laughs> Hey, you don't know where his policy you, you have no idea what his policy is. You don't know anything about King Pfizer's politics. 
yeah, maybe he's got maybe he's got the solution, but nobody ever lets him get there. That's never, <laughs> never to be explored. Yes. Yeah. Port- I mean, I'm certainly never going to let him finish. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, Putin, uh, like a lot of people recently, have just decided everyone's saber rattling recently. Yeah. Like South, South Korea is just like, hey, we can nuke you. And Russia's just like, hey, we can nuke you. And China's just doing China shit. And it's just like, all right, everybody, calm down. Let's all just calm down. What, what, like, we have a pretty good thing going where we're just like slowly killing the planet, which will kill all of us indiscriminately. And like the 10% of the population that survives will get to start a new civilization on Earth that will fuck it up in some other way down the line. Yeah. We just bottle caps his currency. Rada, rada, rada. Yes. It's the circle. The circle of life. Uh, so with that, we will go into our uh, wonderful listener questions mailbag segment for the week. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. They better ask some fucking questions. I love answering questions. <laughs> Uh, Cleodora Silvestri, the Hellworld Grand Inquisitor, says, During Mike's underwater expedition last week, did he run into any Q celebrities or politicians? And if so, what underwater life species were they? Uh, I ran into Ron Watkins. He was a squid. That was that, I wasn't expecting that, but I totally am okay with Squiddy Ron. He tried a dread of ink at me and ran away. It was <laughs> underwhelming. Where, I was was at least one of, his, one of his tentacles clutching a body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one tentacle's got the body pillow. Another tentacle's got the the statue of Rei Hayanami. He he had all the fixings, all the trimmings. Yeah, that, I mean it, that, that's what made it so obviously Rod Watkins. Yes, <laughs> are the Watkins boys getting sued by Dominion? They were on the list. I think they got like a cease and desist or something. They got a notice that like they could be sued if Dominion ever turned their eye towards them. Because Ron was the chuckle fuck that was like on TV immediately being like, I'm a voting machine security expert. These Dominion voting machines seem a little sus to me. I read the manual. Yeah, I read the manual. You could do, we have a, do we have a Rod Watkins update that I meant that I've missed in the shuffle, or is he, as far as we know, still in the Australian outback, right next to the Sydney Opera House, building a killdozer? Uh, I think he's in America now. Um, he's just he's just posting. He's shit posting under his real name and not his Q. I think him and Jim are kind of in like like negotiations about what the Q intellectual co- uh, property needs to be, where it should go next. <laughs> Because, yeah, they don't ever fucking post under Q. It's really weird. Um, so so which American body of water did you catch the squ- squid Watkins uh, in? Where, where were we all chilling? Uh, the Pacific, uh, definitely, because that, again, uh, I, the other reason why I knew it was him, again, the, the killdozers were the bottom of the, the bottom of the sea. That's where yep. it had sunk to. He had shipwrecked it. It was, it was after his rampage. There, there yeah. was, his his well-televised <laughs> rampage where he destroyed the Sydney Opera House. Yes, his hatred of the Sydney Opera House finally manifested itself. It finally came into passing. Uh, yeah, Q hasn't posted since November 27th, which, again, he really didn't post for... He hasn't posted for, like, four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- re- real Q has been dead and, dead and gone for, like, many years now. Yeah. What about real Q? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Jim, Jim Q uh, posted that weird star seed. What is in your... I don't know why that got me. Yeah, Jim Anon, I called him, but uh, yeah, he posted that star seed. What's in your DNA and who put it there? What mysterious codes can be unlocked? Oh, but uh, yeah, whatever, whatever, Jim, calm down, calm, relax, buddy. 
So that was the excitement of my underwater expedition, which I am, again, incredibly ashamed of. And I appreciate uh, that I got the razzle-dazzle for that from you. Yeah, and and I can't wait to hear that your your microphone is just fucked and it sounds like garbage this week again and uh, (laughs) see our our listenership drop off a fucking cliff. Uh, I, I, there'll be a trip to Best Buy if I, if I, if I play this back, um, and hear anything other than Crystal Clarity. Not any sponsor. Hey, now. <laughs> you should have just said trip to store, a, a, a nondescriptive <laughs> box electronic store. It could be any one of them. It could be any one of them. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, so I thank, I thank you for the question and the zinger. Uh, up next is Pancake Peasant asks, does QAnon or the current GOP who cater to them have a stance on legalizing cannabis or do the war on drugs or, or does the war on drugs roots run too deep? I think that they're too stupid to embrace the legalization of cannabis, right? Uh, there are a bunch of them who are pro-legal weed and... I actually did see some QAnon people get mad when Biden did the whole I will pardon anyone who's nonviolently in jail due to weed convictions and I want it rescheduled and all that kind of stuff. They were just sort of like, why why is he doing the good thing? This (laughs) Hey, we don't like that. Why is he doing that? Yeah, so it it really – it's not a big thing in their community, but those those that do talk about it, generally speaking, are pro-weed. There was that weird moment where Tucker Carlson was just sort of like smoking regular cigarettes is better for you than marijuana. And whatever Tuck Tuck says, they listen to. And they were like, yeah, the demon weed, reefer madness. And then that came and went pretty quickly. They didn't they didn't stick to it for very long. I mean, even if you don't like the idea of being high yourself, it's just like it's just so much tax revenue. Yeah. They just tax oh, yeah. the shit where it's just they just tax the shit out of it. You just get to just rake taxes. It's just it just yeah. seems so like it just seems so obvious. Whatever, just yeah. just tax it. Make your schools yeah, better. Colorado doesn't know what to do with all the money it has. Yeah, I was I was literally going to mention the Colorado Green Rush is what they called yeah. it. What they yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, it didn't it didn't Massachusetts have to cut people checks because they overtax their residents because like largely a part of the fact that just weed tax is just raking it in. <sighs> Yeah, that's what I was told. I, I didn't see my refund, but I heard it on TV that they're like, hey, you might be getting a refund this year for Massachusetts taxes. And I was like, cool. Sounds good to me. Nope. Yeah, it seems like it seems like some good shit. I mean, look, just just rake those taxes, man. You, hey, uh, the people are just like, oh, my God, our infrastructure is crumb. Like, yeah, like legalize marijuana and use your billions of new tax dollars to yeah, fix, fix your railroads. rail lines. <laughs> fix up some bridges, dog. Fix up your schools. Fix up all of that shit. <laughs> hey, man, school lunch programs. Snap it off. We here in the uh, people's communist hellscape of Massachusetts, we voter referendum raised taxes on ourselves to fund infrastructure in schools. It was question one in 2022, and it passed. We voted for higher taxes on ourselves so we could have nice roads in schools. Uh, Here in Missouri, we're just doing culture war bullshit. Yeah, (laughs) culture war bullshit. Way to go. We told our state politicians what they could and couldn't wear, just the women. Uh oh yeah. Alright. So yeah, that's the way the so world QAnon is wildly divided on cannabis. And they it, it just doesn't matter that much to them. They kind of figure that after yeah. Trump saves the world, he'll he'll do the right thing, whatever that is. Uh Ken St- uh Stantrick uh asks Freddie Potatoes wants to know how do we look in these sweaters and how do you like to cook your potatoes? 
we actually had a potato question like a month ago. Yeah. So uh, my answer for that is home fries. If I'm going to cook my own, I, I, I just like slicing them up and making them home I fries. I believe last time I said like potato pancakes, latkes, uh, but uh, mostly do a, a home fries situation, uh, but toss them in the oven, uh, diced up. So I, uh, and- I think I think last time I may have said I said like chili cheese fries or something like like chili cheese waffle fries or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I doubt that I said this last time, so I'll say it this time. I like potatoes as a stuffing and then it's a pierogi. Oh, that's a good one. And Freddie, you guys look dapper as hell. Yeah, this picture is incredible. This is uh, this yeah, like, co- coordinating sweaters <laughs> with the dog. I'm also jealous of the mustache because my mustache game is powerfully weak. Mm. Uh, so yes, this picture is a uh, eleven out of ten would would view again for sure. Yeah, they're good dogs, Brent. Um, I have a, I have a message here from someone who made me switch to my burner account to try to look at this stuff. And yeah, yeah the- I mean, you just exasperatedly sighed into <laughs> the or, or, or you just got done like walking up some stairs. Uh, yeah, basically the question was um, this. The Spanish Trump account is going to have you guys working real hard with all these storm is coming messages, which I have not seen because I don't follow Cat Turd's weird burner account. It's like Il Trumpo Dillo or something like that. People think it's Italian, but it's trying to be Spanish, even though it's wrong. Basically, uh, I don't follow that account because A, it has me blocked on Twitter and it doesn't post anything that's worthy of a burner. But Knowing that, like, Cat Turd would pander to QAnon people with that kind of shit is on brand for him because his public stance is that he hates QAnon, but his fake sock puppet Trump account can totally love QAnon and it's acceptable. There is no QAnon. There is Q and there is Anon. <laughs> oh, love that chestnut. Oh my god, Awakened Outlaw did that shit to me. Uh, oh, this this fucking clown. And yeah, that's right, Awakened Outlaw. I called you a fucking clown. He literally, because I'm on Truth Social, I have an account where Thanks I Thanks for the hate people. listen. We love him. Yeah. Oh, we love you. He was posting on Truth Social for a long time, and we would tag me, like, hey, porker, we're going to be on Twitter real soon, and then, oh man, we're going to call you fat on Twitter, and... And it's going to be real spicy. And every time he would come at me on, he got his account back. Thanks, Elon. And he would like post stuff to me and I would talk to him and he would shut down because he doesn't, he wants, all he wants to be on Twitter is a quote unquote reasonable Republican. He doesn't want to talk about the baby eating, blood drinking, Satan worshiping madness. I actually, posted a Q drop and I was like, hey, what about the Moloch worshiping stuff? He's like, I don't buy in it. He's like, what are you going to do next? Quote some passages of the Bible that are weird? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just going to fucking talk to you. But why do you literally embrace QAnon like 24-7, 365? But then when I show you a Q drop, you're like, nope, not talking about it. It's also, I, I hate to tell his advocate for such a shitbird, but I would not put it past you to sneak a little cheeky Bible verse in there at somebody. I know, I know you, Mike Rains. You have it in you to, to, to quote a weird Bible verse at somebody. Oh, I would. I absolutely would. I'm not. I'm not saying I wouldn't. But I'm. But I am saying that Q drops are just dumb shit. A troll posted on the internet, 
And why do you buy into them? Well, the Bible has gravitas. It's the word of God. It's been around for over 2000 years and all that good stuff. So I understand why people feel the need to like defend that. Whereas why do people get so invested in Q drops? And then when I call them out on it, almost immediately they retreat to the Bible. I I had this, the, the guy, Curum, who's a combination of Q and Durham. Got it. All that guy does is literally talk about how there needs to be arrest and accountability and it needs to happen soon. And then when I talk to him and I'm like, it's not going to happen, buddy. He's like, my only savior is Jesus. And it's like, well, then post Bible verses all day. Don't post Q drops all day. Why? Why are you taking Christianity with extra steps? You can just have pure distilled Christianity. You can just drink from the Bible. You don't have to do this shit. Where you're like, oh, this Q guy loves God and Jesus, and he's on something great. And Trump's going to arrest the bad guys for Jesus. So, wow. Jesus. What Mike is saying is that he doesn't understand a sequel. <laughs> what we already did this. Why do we need any more of this? Mike, I'm just excited for the, the, next, the next step in the Bible as QAnon people are. Let, 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 let's, get, let's get our newer testament. <laughs> the newest, hippest testament. Hey guys, it's me, Jesus, and I'm back, and I'm here on TikTok reaching out to you, uh, my children. What's good? Are you enjoying? Are you enjoying being absolved of all of your sins or whatever? That was me, baby. All right, like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, so our our next question is about 15 minute cities and how do they relate to Agenda 30, the oh. UN's plot to destroy us all. And this is from Will Tell Dog Face. Uh, 15-minute cities are the idea that you can, within 15 minutes, walk to, like, a shop or a restaurant or anything like that. And apparently that's a – so I I don't – I this is a controversy I have not immersed myself in because I haven't seen it in QAnon that 15-minute cities are dystopian hell designed to destroy the world and enslave all of us. So it's a city planning idea, like you said, that uh, – I actually was reading up on this the other day uh, – that you can live and work – within a 15 minute walking or biking distance and that cities can be redesigned. The right wing conspiracy smooth brain picture of it. This is that we're building our own ghettos to be housed and monitored in. And it's really just, we need to plan our cities better so that people don't have to have cars. Uh, and, but they're saying that this will just turn every major city into uh, security state monitoring ghettos that we put ourselves in. Oh, Big Brother, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I can totally see that being the the take on that. We need to, like, I need to have, like, 20 acres and barbed wire surrounding it so I can be free from the government. That makes all the sense in the it, world. Yeah, well, they have to They have to make the idea of any sort of city seem mean and scary to them because they, 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 can't, they can't have their children having any pie-in-the-sky ideas of escaping to the big city. Where they'll be introduced to culture and just be like, you know what? Maybe maybe we should allocate more money to taking care of the regular person. They're just like their their parents are just like, my skin is crawling, my daughter's going liberal. No! Really, really, it's just been like places here, like Kansas City. I put in a bunch of bike lanes, and uh, we're still very spread out. So the bike lanes are going to get more people to use their bicycles, but. No one really uses them now, so people are mad that they exist because they're taking away lanes for traffic and parking. 
So that that's what it all comes down to. It's kind of a chicken the egg thing. Like no one yeah. walks or bikes because they can't. Right. And Will Coomer is our final question asking, what is your opinion on the size of the following of Q? Have they grown or shrunk? It It's really hard to tell, but it does feel like it's diminished because e- even if they technically have more members now, it certainly seems like they have less punch. Yes, yeah. definitely that. Like there's what I will say is, is that you don't see any aspiring politicians or people using QAnon networks to try to rise up the ranks. The people who've gotten there have now mostly like kicked the ladder down and none of the, like Marjorie Taylor Greene isn't going to go on the X-22 report or any stuff like that. I mean, she's Infowars now, like she's big time. There's really no like, infrastructure here to push people into the mainstream from the movement. So like more people might buy into this kind of stuff or know these things. But the problem is, is that there's no hope. There's no short-term payoff. When Trump was made his first big announcement, which wasn't the NFTs, but when Trump's like, I'm going to make a big announcement soon. QAnon was like, it better not be just running for president. God damn it. And then he was like, it's just running for president. And QAnon was really mad for a week or two because that meant that the the can had been kicked all the way down the road to November of 2024. Like they're not getting a payoff for a year and a half now minimum. And they they sucked it up and they got over it because they've got a grift to run and they've got sunk, fa- sunk cost fallacy to endure. Yeah. But right now... What's the hook to get someone into QAnon where it's like, hey, did you know the vaccines are killing people and our elections are rigged and everything sucks? Well, that sounds terrible. How are we going to fix it? Donald Trump's going to win the election in 2024. How is he going to do that? The elections are rigged and they already lost one. Well, well, well that was last time. This time we're going to we're going to counter the rigging and we're going to we're going to we're going to win. Don't worry. So I got to wait two years and then maybe Trump wins. So I should join your movement. Yeah, you should do that. No, no thanks. Pass. Hard pass. I will not listen to you scream and yell about how train derailments are the sign of the new world order and that my vaccinated family is going to drop dead any day now because Damar <laughs> Hamlin's a clone. No. Like, the whole reason why QAnon got big was because of hope. Like, it was just the Illuminati with a, with a savior figure. Now the savior figure is playing golf at Mar-a-Lago and pissing and moaning about how he could save the world from Russia. If, he, if Buddy were only president... So, no, no one cares. It, it, there's no punch. There's no nothing here that's going to actually, like, make people happy and want to join the movement. If you, yeah, January 6th felt like it was the big, uh, like, culmination of everything QAnon was doing up until then, and it has been, like, receding since then. Yeah, it got a lot. It got a couple people dead and a ton of them arrested, and that that, yeah. That was kind right. of the high wave. That was the high water mark for QAnon, and then their gods, their gods went away and stopped speaking to them until they did some dumb dad meme joke thing, and they were like, "Uh, there wasn't, there wasn't anything for them to work with there." It it feels like it's spread out and not as big, but he, like Mike said, it's really Mike's in it more than either me or L, obviously, but. Just from our side of it, it feels, if not smaller, much more diffused. It's not as passionate. That's really what it is. Every, like yeah. if you're, it, it, it's like 
when you get into a conspiracy theory, it's all consuming. And then at some point you just sort of burn out and you still believe the conspiracy theory is true, but you just can't obsess over it every single day of your life. You just can't do it. Right. It's just, it's just, it's just not worth it because there's never going to be a resolution. You're never like, it's never going to happen where Trump's going to be president and Hillary and Obama are going to go to jail. You're never going to get it. You're never going to get that payoff and waiting for that just is draining. So it's a waste of time. So that brings us to our final question of the week, which is what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, I talked about it before we started. I'm taking a road trip up to Chicago this weekend, and I'm going to see the Protoman and Cybertronic Spree do a show together. I'm very excited. I've had these tickets for an exceedingly long time. They had to cancel this show multiple times due to COVID, and it's finally happening. Uh, I don't have like a ton of specific stuff going on this week. Uh, so I, for, for the first time in a while, I, I'm just sort of free and therefore I don't have anything that leaps immediately to mind. Got some uh, anime so, you're watching, right? I guess, but I'm not really excited about anything. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the one that I was the most excited about wrapped up. So that's, that. yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Eminence and shadow. That was like the yeah. surprise hit of the, of, of the last season. And I got 20 episodes of it, which was a double surprise. Yeah. What a weird order. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I am, uh, making a mini through Hero Forge, uh, because a friend of mine who I roleplay with has a 3D printer and wants an excuse to print more stuff. Nice. And Hero Forge has an option where you like design a thing on their dealie and then you pay them $8 and it just gives you a file for printing at home. Uh, so I'm going to do that, which is exciting because it will, it will give my buddy an opportunity to, uh, use his 3D printer, which he's excited about. And then I will end up with a mini that is suitable for the purposes of the game that we're playing, if not like perfect. Cause it turns out that they don't have an option for a diving helmet or an astronaut helmet, both of which would be more satisfactory <laughs> for my weird cyber, uh, my, my weird steampunk super science character. I guarantee if you go on Etsy, you can find that. I mean, probably, but uh, yeah. Like the the thing is, the what, what I what I need is just a file that I can give to my friend to, right. to print because he wants to use his three D printer. So, and it means I, I I'm I, I will be getting to role play again. I love role playing. Uh, so this week I, I have two games going on, and both of those are exciting. But you know, they're, they're part of the regular sketty. So I usually I'm usually just not like I'm fired up for him. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm looking forward to my vacation continuing, which is nice. I get to rest for a little while, and I get to look forward to seeing a dentist thanks to America's Healthcare, the greatest healthcare system in the world. Nice. So, He'll be your dentist. <laughs> Um, speaking of other things that Massachusetts has done, we also passed a Romney care for dental insurance. So we have like more strict guidelines on dental insurance. So you can't just get like crap dental insurance now. So that's nice. So I get to find out what my insurance is going to cover because, uh, FYI for people who don't know this teeth are goddamn expensive. So here's to hoping that everything goes smoothly um, this weekend and uh, my chompers remain intact after this because I have not seen a dentist since COVID. So I'm sure I'm going to call like, they're going to be like, oh, my God, the, the Al Bundy, get a photo of his head to make sure they know it's human reactions after they look into my my hideously ghastly mouth. I don't uh, I don't know a lot about our target demo or like the demo that we cater to, but I'm pretty sure that they are old enough to you know, know how expensive teeth are. 
<laughs> I know that we have a lot of listeners who are still like on their parents' insurance, and they're just like, "Wait, you mean you you mean this this dental work is very expensive?" Yeah, I'm pretty sure that most of our most of not all of our listeners are just like, "Oh yeah, dental work is the worst." Yep, fucking scam. Anyway, on that pleasant note of, yep. of hating dentists, you know, just go. go Go, go to your local dentist and punch him in the face. <laughs> I don't hate dentists. I hate the industry that tries Go out on a call to action. Yeah, here's your call to action. Punch a dentist. <laughs> do that. Dentists are great. Uh, but on that note, we are going to have to... Now we're going to have to flee from the police for assaulting a dentist out of Hell World uh, and practically on foot. So I hope you guys are ready to get some cardio in. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening this week uh, and supporting the show. If you'd like to continue to support the show, you can do so for free by giving us a five-star review wherever the podcast uh, gets delivered to your ear holes from or, you know, doing uh, any other thing that the algorithm would like to let them know that you love us. Uh, here's your call to action. Interact with us on our social media. More information on that to follow. Uh, if you have money and you'd like to support the show, you can do so by donating it to us via our Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. You can donate uh, anywhere from $2 and up, but at the $5 above tiers, you get access to all of our slate of bonus content, which is currently a big, a, a decently sized vault of uh, bonus content, around 50 hours, maybe more, uh, of group stuff. That's not including all of Mike Reigns' individual uh, solo bonus content. And at some point, we will get back to recording more uh, once our lives settle down and we stop being lazy. What can I say? <laughs> a bunch of yeah, lazy group stuff. Men. Yeah, gr- 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 yeah, we're we're gonna get back into the swing of it at some point. We promise. Uh, but you know, like, d- d- Daddy needs to go for his smokes for a while. Don't worry, he'll be right back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can join and become one of our beautifuler babies. Thank you for this week's beautifuler baby, Troy McClure, who you might recognize from such educational films as Designated Drivers, The Life Saving Nerds, or Two Minus Three Equals Negative Fun. Thank you so much for your support, Troy McClure. <laughs> If you have money and you don't want to give it to a couple of dickheads like us, you could uh, do some good with it by donating it to love146.org, an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Or we have faith that you can find a uh, good cause for that money to go to. So, you know, if you have money and you're not sure you want to give it to us, just do some good with it and we'll feel just as satisfied, if not any richer. Uh, although do know that the money that you have been donating to us will go to buy migraines a new microphone if he sounds like he's underwater this week, we assure you. Thanks as always to DJ Minimal Effort for use of the intro song that we use. No social media for DJ Minimal Effort. What a lad. You can find our buddy Frosty, who does all of our voiceover work, at FrostyVO on Twitter. The show is on Twitter still, at Hellworld with a Q and 7 O. I am on Twitter, at HellworldL. Sarge on Twitter, at SargentHell. And Mike is, of course, at PokerPolitics. Uh, go ahead and hit us with your burning questions there. Uh, if you want your question to be read on the show, you can do so. We we put out a, a, a little blast on Twitter for that every week at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O. So for another successful episode of the Adventures of Hellworld podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined once again back in the saddle by the not-so-mysterious Sarge and, of course, our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots.